This podcast is sponsored by Adirondack Health. Their new medically integrated fitness center is a place where people of all ages, body types, and fitness levels can exercise safely. The new Adirondack Health Medical Fitness Center in Lake Placid is here to help you reach your fitness goals. Whether it's working your way back from an injury, easing a chronic problem, or just getting stronger. The center is set to open this fall. It'll feature an expansive fitness floor, cardio equipment, strength training equipment, a 25-yard lap pool, fitness coaching, group classes, and more. To learn more, go to www.ahmedicalfitness.org. That's www.ahmedicalfitness.org. Going down that dirt road. Welcome to Lake Placid. New York's Olympic Village, home of the 1932 and 1980 Winter Olympics, where history was made and continues to be made every day by people like you and me. Welcome to the show. We are Lake Placid, brought to you by the Lake Placid News, Lake Placid's hometown newspaper. I'm the editor, Andy Flynn, and we're celebrating all the people, residents, visitors, sports legends, who make this one of the best places to live on Earth. We are Lake Placid. New York State Department of Environmental Conservation forest rangers use a lot of tools for their search and rescue missions. I recently spoke with Lieutenant Chris Costas. He lives in Wilmington and we met at the firehouse and he showed me a lot of the tools of the trade for search and rescue for forest rangers. This is where I've laid out some rescue gear Um, and really there's a huge range of the type of rescues we're involved in. the clothing is probably the starting place. And like I said, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is provided for us, but you know, like when you're going into Alpine search, you need the best piece of equipment you can buy. So, you know, every ranger in their truck has a bin like this that's full of clothing and their gear, personal preference, a lot of wool base layers, synthetic and down and, and Gore-Tex and all that stuff is in there. Um, I've got on the on the bottom here, um, and this is uh, what's that called? That's a litter. Um, it has a lot of different names. A Stokes basket. This one happens to be um, a vintage one, which is uh, Korean War vintage, even Vietnam vintage. That you know were handed down to emergency workers, and and still get they still get used today. We do. We're lucky now. We do have um, modern versions of this made of titanium and carbon fiber, so they're much lighter, much stronger. Um, but that's, some, that's the way we, people always want to know, how do you carry somebody out of the woods? And I can tell you, it's not easy. Unless they're, uh, you know, 100 pounds and, you know, soaking wet, it's, it's just not an easy task. So it takes a lot of people, hands on the litter, and we, you know, we simply put them in it, secure them, make them as comfortable as we can and carry them out. Um, so that's there. And, and also as part of the litter, since we're on it, I wanted to bring these because these are semi-vintage uh, from the 70s. They're, it's a backpack carrier system, which, you know, lo- local firemen are all familiar with in Keene, Keene Valley. They, they're too familiar with this piece of equipment. Um, this goes on your back like a freighter frame or a external frame backpack and to it attaches a bar 
between two carriers and then from that bar there's straps that go and help support the litter. So basically four people can then carry a litter in somewhat more comfortable situation. It takes a bit of a wider trail so we can't use them all the time. Our, our herd paths and some of our, our narrower trails it's not as effective but um, when you're carrying something by hand strength alone without the backpack carriers you know fatigue is inevitable and you can only carry that litter so far with the backpack carriers you can go much further and with much fewer people um, you know it takes three times as many people to carry some out of the wood somebody out of the woods by hand as opposed to the backpack carriers and we're lucky you know this is it it's slightly uncomfortable talking about all this stuff because i'm not you know we're i'm a humble person and i think Emergency workers in general are humble. They, you know, we don't do this stuff alone. Keene Valley has a, a set of backpack carriers that they purchased um, and, and made available for our use. So, you know, it's important that people realize as much stuff as I have here, it's still not enough. And I can't, we can't do our job alone. Um, you know, so we rely on, on all other state agencies, volunteer fire departments, um, to work as a team on the big events and come together. But not to get too sidetracked, we yeah, can look no, at some okay. more rescue you stuff. Can just, you know, yep. point and just, sure. just uh, quickly list off some of these. So, things. you know, technical rescue, um, you know, rescues of people that require the use of ropes and, and, and technical um, maneuvers to get them to safety. So I've got crampons here. I've got a set of, of ice screws and artificial protection. That's a, a, a part of a climbing rack there. If we need to build rescue anchors, which is where we would anchor our rescue package off of, um, and there's no trees available, then we have to go with ice screws or you know, artificial protection. Um, the, the ice axes, uh, this one here is an older, again, vintage, straight shaft axe which you might use up in, in an alpine environment but the, the the you know the curved more more uh, shiny ones here are a newer ice climbing tool so the the rangers get involved in some vertical um climbing to 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 basically to have knowledge of what recreators are doing on on preserve and how to access them when they fall at the top of the second pitch where it's not an access that your average person can walk to. So there's some technical skills. And, and you know, every ranger carries a minimum kind of complement of, of technical rescue gear. But we also have rangers that are trained to a higher level, which then get outfitted with more technical gear so they can execute a more complicated rescue. Um, so that's what that kind of set of stuff there. There's a big rope in that bag. That's something you'll see. Um, every ranger has in, in their truck and in addition to that you'll see over there there's a, or you'll hear that there's another rope that looks kind of beat up and shorter and we all talk about them all the time and it's probably the most used piece of equipment we have is a truck rope that's something we would pull somebody out of the ditch with or you know do something that we don't want to damage our life safety ropes with you, you have so many tools of the trade right. for search and rescue. Is there one that you can say 
um, is your most important. I mean, that you wouldn't go into the woods without. You know, it, it, it's tough for me to, to nail it down to one particular one. I think the, the most important tool that the Rangers have um, is not a, something you can physically handle in its experience. And I think that's something that you can't buy, you can't read a book and get. It's something that takes time. And there, that's the only way you can get experience is by doing it. And we're lucky. We have over a hundred years experience. So the senior rangers now, guys that have been around for 25 years, they, their job now at the, at the tail end of their career is to, to pass that experience on to the brand new ranger out of the academy. And that's really our most important tool. Certainly, Every ranger you meet has a compass and a map and a GPS and all of that stuff. And that's very important. We don't go in the woods without it. And it's been life-changing for us in our ability to navigate and get around and, and get to places in the dark, the GPS, you know. But the knowledge and experience is really what I think is the most important tool. And, and the public can gain that. Um, you might have to... You might have to use a guide, but to, you know, to have a friend or somebody that can teach you the safe way to do anything is, is you know, a fantastic way to gain the experience. Um, so, I, you know, I wish there was one physical thing I could say, go buy this and you'll be all set, but it's not quite that simple. Um, but moving, you know, moving through the gear, um, you know, boots, every Ranger truck has five to six pairs of boots in it because our trucks like again i said there are toolbox there are our office our home away from home um, you may have to sleep in it you, you know but you never know what you're going to get into some guys are in knee-deep water some guys are in knee-deep snow there's mud there's technical you know these boots here uh, these expedition grade boots are are nearly the best boot you can buy to go in an alpine environment in the winter. You know, if you, there's probably one step higher they use on Everest, but this is the ones they use on say Denali. And, and you know, it's that level of equipment that is, make sure you don't lose a toe while you're up there because we've all, you know, we all wanna go home at the end of the night and stay safe. Um, you'll see a quiver of skis Anybody who's a skier out there knows, and in the North Country, you have to ski or else it's gonna be an awfully long, boring winter. And we, we're able to, I would dare say Rangers patrol more miles of trail in the winter because they're good skiers and it's a really efficient way to put miles on in the winter. Um, so every Ranger has a quiver of skis, even the Rangers that don't like skiing and aren't great at it have a quiver of skis because there's no one ski that's going to work in every snow condition or every environment. Um, so there's usually a lot of skis. Um, this stuff, you know, you, you, you hear and see all the time that we, we do stuff with helicopters and we, we collaborate with the state police and their aviation unit and um, they supply the helicopter and the pilot and we supply a crew chief or a hoist operator who flies in the helicopter with them helps them 
guide the ship to the right place with local knowledge and GPS. And then, you know, so the rangers, not every ranger does this, but we have a team of rangers statewide that's trained to, to be the crew chief of a helicopter. So they have this bag of equipment, which has a, you know, the, the aviation helmet, which plugs into the helicopter. And then, you know, another harness that has, you know, carabiners and straps so they can make themselves safe in the helicopter and uh, do what they need to do. For more on this story and the latest news and sports from New York's Olympic region, check out the Lake Placid News. Meet the people who make this a great place to live. We're on stands now. Grab a coffee, some tea, a beer, whatever. Spend some time with your print copy. Get away from that screen for a while. Or, if you insist, check us out online at lakeplacidnews.com. Special thanks to Dan Bergeron for providing our music. Learn more about Dan and his fascinating story, a life in radio, education, folk music, at bergeronfolk.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Andy Flynn, editor at the Lake Placid News. We are Lake Placid.